Well, good morning, church. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Hope you're having a great start to your day. And today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. So if you have your Bible, you should go there now, Matthew 5, 6. This is what we read. Blessed, Jesus says, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and who thirst for righteousness. That is, who, who desire to look more like Jesus. And, and you know, doctors understand that, that a diminished appetite means something is wrong. So if you've ever gone to the doctor before and you've been feeling sick, you, you might remember them asking, How, how's, how's your appetite? Or if you've taken a, an elderly parent to the doctor before, you, you might have heard the doctor ask them, how are you eating? How's your appetite? Because a, a diminished appetite is a sign that something within our body is wrong. And what is true of our body is also true of our walk with the Lord. That when we have a, a diminished appetite for, for righteousness, when, when, when we lose that desire to look and sound like Jesus, something is, something is wrong. It's not, a, it's not enough just to avoid bad things. It's not enough just to avoid the obvious sins. You know, of course, we want to avoid sin. We, we talked about this last week at, at church. But it's, it's not enough just to try to avoid, to, to stay away from, from egregious sins. You know, the, the Pharisees were pretty good at, at avoiding bad behaviors. But it's not enough. We want to be people who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do, do you see that desire within your heart right now? It's a, a longing to be someone who, who has more patience, who, who shares words that are full of, of more kindness. That do you, do you long to be someone who is more loving and more caring and more considerate and more selfless? Is that a desire that you feel within your heart? Do you hunger? Do you thirst for it? I, I want to offer here today four, four ways that we can by God's grace, grow in our hunger, our thirst for righteousness. Four practices that will help us, again, by God's grace, to, to grow in our desire for righteousness. So the first two practices I'm going to offer are going to be pretty obvious, and then I want to offer two practices that are a little less obvious. And so the first one, you probably know where I'm going with this. The first way that you can grow in your desire for righteousness is to ask your Father for the desire. It's to ask. It's to come before him and, and say, Father, I, I want to be someone who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Would you plant that desire within my heart? Would you, would you fill my heart with longing, with holy longing to, to be a Christ-like man, to be a Christ-like woman? You can ask for it. It's the first way that by God's grace, you can grow in a desire for righteousness. Secondly, you can put your nose in this book. You can read the Bible. You know, to the extent that we neglect God's word, to that extent, we're, we're going to lose our, our longing, our desire for righteousness. That, that's just the reality. That's just the truth. And most of us, we understand this. We understand that when we have taken a step back from God's word, our longing, our desire for righteousness is just diminished. It's decreased. 
And so those are the, the first two obvious steps that we can take. But I, I want to talk about two practices that are a little less obvious. And the third one is this. Examine your day. Examine your day. You know, most of us, if we just put our head down and just, just plow through our day without giving much thought to it. You know, when you ask someone at the end of the day, how was your day or how was yesterday? And we have to take a second just to even think about what, what did I do today? What, what was today or what was yesterday? let alone last week. You know, and of course, if, if we commit some egregious sin or, we, you know, we get into a big fight with our spouse or we drop the ball in some significant way, it is in those moments that we, we confess our sin to the Lord and we ask our, for, uh, ask our God for forgiveness. But, but for the most part, we, we just kind of plow through the day without giving much thought to it. What could God do in your life if you took just five minutes, just five minutes each day to examine your day? To go back through the day in, in the Lord's presence and think about those times in which you felt like the Lord was helping you. Think about those times in which you had some joy. You felt the Lord's presence. You felt like He was using you. And you can take that, that, that time just to thank God for being with you, for giving you grace throughout the day. And then you, in the Lord's presence, can ask, well, where were there moments over the course of this day that I just dropped the ball? And in God's presence, you can ask. And maybe he'll, he'll bring your mind to an interaction, interaction that you had with one of your, your children right before they went to bed. Or you'll, you'll be reminded of a, a posture of your heart, an attitude that, that you carried into a meeting or that you carried into a conversation. And in that moment, you, you can confess your sin. And if you do this long enough, if you examine your day... Over a course of days, patterns will emerge and a, a desire will rise up in you to, to not have to confess the same behaviors, the same attitudes over and over and over again. A, a hunger, a thirst for righteousness will rise up within you. And so I encourage you, examine your day. And then secondly, here, here's, the, the last, here's the last practice uh, that you, you can... You can try even even this week. Ask people who know you well how your sin has affected them. Ask people who know you well about your sin. Here, here's what this can look like. That, that sounds intense, but here's what this can look like. I, I know of one man who would regularly go out with his son or regularly go out with his daughter on separate occasions and would say to them this. Tell me three things that I'm doing as a dad right now that you love. And tell me three things I'm doing right now as a dad that you hate. And so there was an opportunity for, for affirmation, for encouragement. He started this when they were like five. What, what are three things daddy does right now that you love? What are three things that, that daddy does right now that you hate? And it allowed for his kids to speak into his life, to say, you know, dad, when you do this, it's really not helpful. And you can do this with a roommate. You can do this with your spouse. And you don't even have to do three things. What's one thing that I'm doing right now that you love? One thing I'm doing right now that you don't even have to use the word hate. One thing I'm doing right now that frustrates you. You know, most of us, we don't even want to talk about our sin with people around us, right? We just want to acknowledge, I know I'm not a perfect spouse. I know I'm not a perfect son or daughter. I know I'm not a perfect roommate. Can we just leave it at that? Do we have to talk about it? But when we allow people close to us to say, hey, here's something you do that annoys me. Here's something that you do that 
is frustrating, that is hurtful. A, a hunger, a desire, a thirst for righteousness will rise up within us when we see how our sin affects others. So these are just a, a few practices that, that you can that you can take on, that you can try out, that by God's grace, I believe, will increase your desire for righteousness. And so may we be people, by God's grace, who hunger and thirst for righteousness. May that be true of us. God bless you, and hope you have a wonderful day.